Young. We are Tax FM 107.2. And uh, we've spoken to all the experts today, and I'm very excited uh, that right now on the air, uh, on the line, we've got Asbolin Daukwong, who is the human capital, who is a human capital business partner at Prime Media. Pauline, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, uh, that, that's, that, that title is, number one, a mouthful, but it uh, sounds very complex to someone who might not have heard, uh, or of someone who does that. What is a human capital business partner? So a human capital business partner is a function that operates within the human capital department. Mm-hmm. And so that role supports line managers within an organization from a people-related matters uh, point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah. if, maybe I have to make an example, uh, we get involved in recruitment, we get involved in onboarding, mm-hmm. we get involved in um, wellness, health and wellness, where employees are concerned, uh, we get involved to a certain extent in payroll, but really just the sourcing of the employee into the organization and then looking after the employee mm. um, Now, I mean, just from this description, it already sounds like you have your hands full. And uh, I mean, because you work within Prime Media, you're working for, for incredible brands like, you know, 947, EWN, Cape Talk, 702 and KFM. Uh, and I mean, how does applying for a general office job differ from, you know, submitting a CV for a job that's performance related, you know, such as, you know, presenting like you, radio presenting like you've got a lot of over at Prime Media. So the rest of our other uh, positions are advertised either on this community or mm. on LinkedIn. Yeah. So we'll advertise a role when it's available and then we'll go through the screening and interviewing process. And so that would be for corporate work. So an administrator, a salesperson, mm. a human capital um, business partner, um, that's where you would find those roles. Right. It is different for presenters, as you would know, because then um, that involves a submission of a demo. Mm. And then we look at, obviously, the presenter's pool in terms of um, what like their numbers on on Instagram, their numbers on TikTok, mm. um, and really their relevance and sure. you know level of being famous, so to speak. I mean, don't mind me. I'm just taking notes on the last uh, parts that you mentioned over there. Um, but I mean, you know, many people there there have been ongoing debates over the past you know couple of years about the the value of of a degree at all. But I mean, it, it, we still can argue that you know a degree does carry a lot of weight on, on one's CV, is that not so? It does, and more so if it's a requirement of the role. Mm, okay. So if it's a requirement of the role, you have to have the qualification. Mm. I mean, we do look at things like level of experience, and um, we look at prior recognition learning. So if, for example, you are beyond 40 or 35, we look at your level of experience. Mm. But a degree is absolutely important or the qualification is absolutely important when applying for a role within any um, workspace, not just in prime media. Now, I mean, you mentioned the importance of a qualification and uh, I mean, 
that's that's probably one of the anchor things that we'd like to put on a CV. You know, I did this degree, uh, and I mean, how do you go about you know verifying that all the information with its qualifications or whether you know it's the skills acquired, all that stuff? How do you go about verifying that uh, you know these are true? So for qualifications, we use a service provider called MIE, and we obviously get consent from the candidate, so we'll provide you with a form that you need to complete and sign to Mm -hmm. give consent for us to then proceed with background checks. And so we will submit that form together with your personal information and qualification details to MIE, and then they'll go about um, verifying your qualification. And I would think the method that they use is that they speak to the institution directly and they go through your records and the institution will then um, verify that your qualification is indeed um, valid. Now, I mean, if if you do find out that someone has lied on, on their CV, on, on their cover letter, what are you know some of the repercussions that uh, such a candidate could face? Dismissal and loss of credibility. Sure. Sure. Yeah, dismissal and loss of credibility. And to be honest with you, it's not worth it. Um, mm, mm. If you don't have a qualification or certain skills or even a level of experience, very, very, very um, close into the relationship, it will start showing up, right? Because uh, this is about a skill that you said you have that is required for the role and needs to be performed. So my thing would be that if you're when you go into an interview, the best thing to do is to represent yourself as honestly as possible because mm. what people don't know happens in interviews is it allows the employer to then know what your shortcomings are and how it is that they need to support you. So there has been appointments that have been made on potential, um, mm. knowing full well what this candidate does not have and then knowing how it is that you need to show up as a manager um, mm. in terms of supporting the person. But if the person is not honest, how are you going to know to support the person? And that's why you have so many people failing in roles because they did not represent themselves honestly and truthfully in terms of what they can and cannot do. Sure, I mean, it sounds like a, a big deal. I mean, obviously lying and, you know, fraud, fraudulent behavior is, is, is obviously frowned upon, but, I mean, the repercussions just prove that it really isn't worth it. I mean, the fact that you tarnish your name for years to come after this just, just highlights how not worth it it is. Um, now, another big thing that I think many students want to try and circumvent and maybe that sometimes leads to them lying is the, the, the requirements for you know years of experience um you know you open up a job description and they ask for three five years but a lot of people who enter the job markets just come out of university little to no um work experience so how do students you know how can students ethically get around these these job descriptions when we've literally just walked out of the university with a gown on ourselves and a paper in our hands yeah i mean a lot of companies offer internships and learnerships mm. And so that's the one sort of um, option or idea that um, students can sort of go into. Mm. So in the beginning of the year, when you've just graduated, it's important that you have a CV and you start submitting it for internship purposes. And even in that process, it's very important that in the interview, students need to be authentic. Because at that point, we are aware of the fact that you don't have experience and you're looking to recruit on uh, potential, but also behavior and interest. 
a lot of the time students miss their opportunities with internships because someone comes through for an interview and thinks that they expected to know stuff. And they're not. You're just expected Mm -hmm. to come as your authentic self. We're looking at work ethic. We're looking at behavior. We're looking at potential. And we're obviously looking at um, graduates. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. the one opportunity. And also with that, when you're in an organization and you're doing your best, you can then be converted to then become permanent into that organization. But there's a lot that goes into that process and already it's, it's already the things that I've mentioned, you yes, know, so yes. your behavior, your level of interest, your commitment and just your overall output. Sure. I mean, that, that sounds like really there's there's a lot, but it's, it's, it's absolutely possible. I mean, there is no need to resort to, you know, lying on a CV. I mean, if we pick up the things that we can do at a campus level and then apply them onto that CV, I guess it, it ends up working for us in, in the future. Now, a big thing that students are involved in is social media. You know, we've all got an Instagram, a TikTok, a Twitter account. Uh, and how does that contribute to our CV? And I mean, let's, let's throw in another one here. LinkedIn is, is something that maybe isn't to our regular beat. I mean, it's not, uh, bands and stuff. Uh, it's more professional, uh, uh, over on the LinkedIn accounts. But how do all our social media profiles contribute to our CV? I mean, I think I'll start with LinkedIn because that's what I'm more familiar with mm, and what's mm. more relevant in sort of my, my, uh, field of work. Um, LinkedIn is a platform that allows students or even work seekers to be out there. An example, someone wrote on their LinkedIn page that um, they've graduated and they're looking for work, and I think they would also shared their academic results. And really what can happen there is people reshare, so meaning a lot more people will then get to see your profile. Yeah. And from there, people that are looking for that skill set will then be able to reach out and you could find yourself and you could lend yourself an interview from putting yourself out there on LinkedIn and Mm. saying, this is what I have. Um, So it's almost, it's it's not even almost, it's it's putting yourself on the map and possibly getting attention or traction insofar as your profile is concerned. So that's one. Mm. Um, I think TikTok and and, um, and Instagram and, and, and all those other socials really are more related to people that are in like the creative space because mm-hmm. obviously that then translates to your numbers and again it's a platform that gives you traction in terms of you know your your profile and people being able to see that you exist and what it is that you do what your offering is and then in that way you are then able to attract uh, potential employers or even customers or clients depending on what your offering is on mm-hmm. those platforms I mean, I guess it, it just really encourages us to, you know, kind of be careful of what we're putting out, but really making sure that we're building our brand and using social media, I guess, to kind of further that because, I mean, it's, it's an incredible tool to, I guess, kind of help us get our jobs, uh, and, and, and all in the future. That sounds super exciting to, you know, dive into that. Now, after all this is done, you know, submitting the CV and the cover letter, we get to the interview process. Uh, and we were discussing earlier today that that might be a very nerve wracking thing for many people. I mean, how do you get into, you know, that interview room 
and then sell yourselves number one without inflating your skills and number two without being untruthful about strengths and weaknesses because i think it's one thing to write about it you know you're behind a screen and you're you're going ham but now that you need to sit in in front of somebody and present these things and answer questions it's a completely different scenario how do you you know, manage to, to do this, selling yourselves and uh, not being arrogant with it, not over-inflating anything. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, interviewers are also people and they're human beings, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the first thing that we need to remind ourselves of. Um, and secondly, you are being interviewed because there is a role that's available that um, needs someone to come and occupy it. And I think thirdly for me, you know what you know. And so when you go into yeah. an interview and you're authentic and you're not trying to impress anyone, you don't have to remember what you said or what you didn't say. Mm. So, yes, nerves are normal and you need to be okay with the fact that you're nervous and acknowledge your nerves. Yeah. And I think a, a proper interview, especially when we're talking about, you know, graduates and students and young people, would be would be careful to know that the person that they're interviewing is young and would understand the fact that they were once young young at some point mm, in their lives mm. and someone gave them a break. So I think those are not things that one should pay attention of when you're in the interview. I think acknowledge them as you're prepping for your interview. It's important yeah. to prep, but don't over-prep. Don't go onto the internet and look at interview styles. Look at basic things, you know, like how to dress, how to handshake, those kind of things. But don't think about how to answer questions because you will be putting yourself under a lot of pressure trying to remember what the internet says when you are in that interview. Mm. So all you need to do is be authentic. Know who you are. Talk about yourself as you best know and hope for the best. My thing is, if you've put your best foot forward and that company does not really suitable for that role, it's fine. Mm. Move on. Move on. Someone else out there will match you to their organization and also match you to match your skills to the role that you'd be applying for. And just because you're not successful in one role, it doesn't mean that you are always not going to be successful in roles. It's part of the process. And I think what's important is going into interviews is also a learning process. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think... There's something so daunting about interviews, having to know that, oh, I'm wearing a suit uh, and then I've got to answer questions and I've got to present this self, this is part of me. I mean, maybe that even drives people to, to put up a facade. But like you mentioned, you know, being authentic, um, knowing who you are, I guess, you know, that that self awareness, knowing where your strengths lie and presenting those is is really such an incredible thing. And uh, yeah, that that sounds super exciting. Uh Let's 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 uh, quickly wrap this up. I mean, this is an interesting conversation. I'd love for us to go on for the longest of times. But if you know students are interested in working for Prime Media, where can they find information and uh, contact details to try and get their foot in the door? So, as mentioned before, we advertise our positions on Build Community mm-hmm. as well as LinkedIn. However, when we are running internship programs, we do partner with um, institutions. Mm-hmm. So. Students can bring their CVs. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You can walk in into a Prime Media building and drop off your CV. Um, and we will have a look at them. And if you meet the criteria, we'll definitely get a call and go through the process. Sure. I mean, that, that sounds super exciting. I think just taking that step, you know, just deciding that, listen, 
uh, I'm going to walk into the space, hand in my CV, and really just hope for the best because really some of the, the coolest stuff could come out of that. And uh, let's hope that many students uh, have listened, taken on the advice, you know, not being so scared about interviews, making sure that they're polishing up their CVs, using social media for good. And uh, hopefully, you know, many graduates and many young people will be walking through the doors of Prime Media and uh, bagging a, a job very soon. 100%. And I wish all the students all the best. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I was Pauline Daugawang, who is a human capital business partner over at Prime Media. Thank you so much for imparting this incredible wisdom over to us this morning. Absolute pleasure. And God bless. Thank you. We color outside the lines. We are Tax FM.